Hey there, a-holes, and welcome back to another episode of A-Hole Design Podcast. I'm Emily. And I'm Elise. And this week, we are talking about different career paths you can take based on interior design, or that are like within the field of interior design. Yeah, like what you can do with an interior design degree after graduating. Yeah. Like you don't have to become a decorator or a designer. There's way more that I think people realize than people Lots. realize. Lots of things. Lots and lots of things. <laughs> well, like we said in previous episodes, we're batching, so our catch-ups are going to be short, which some people might Please. appreciate more. <laughs> <laughs> true, true. We ramble. We ramble. Uh, so, I really don't have much to catch up on. I found a new snack at Trader Joe's that I like. Mm-hmm. They're called Snacky Clusters. The bag, it comes in like a bag in the chip aisle. It's black and yellow. And it's a mini pretzel nugget, like, crushed up with corn chip dippers crushed up and sea salt potato chips crushed up, all, like, crushed up together and then kind of wrapped in a milk chocolate. And it's very good if you like sweet and salty. Interesting. Uh, I feel like you could make that. I probably could. Will I? Probably not. (laughs) But, like, if you have, like, you know, the bottom of the chip bag is always the little pieces that you'll never eat. Like, if you take that, melt some chocolate chips. How many chip bags would I have to, like... Get to the well, bottom. but you don't have to make a huge batch at the same time. <laughs> like you could just make a few bites. I guess that's true. Mm-hmm. I probably I won't do that. But if you would like to try and make it, I would not. But thanks Anyways, for the offer. Go to Trader Joe's if you like it, and that's my yes. only catch up for this week. Wow. I know. Look at her. What do you have? What do I have? Um. Really nothing. Tomorrow is Matt's birthday. So Matt is three days <gasps> older than me. And so tomorrow's his birthday. So prepping for that, getting ready. We have one last gift to give him mm. for his birthday, which I will give him tomorrow. Very excited. And we're going to a baseball game tomorrow night. Um, the oh, minor nice. league team near where we are with two friends. Nice. And then I think the rest I will save for our next ketchup because our ketchups are going to be so slim and not like 20 <laughs> minutes like they usually are right now, which is I know. weird. I wonder if so, our episodes for the next few weeks are going to be like significantly shorter because... Probably. I wonder oops. if our listens will get higher. <laughs> honestly, honestly. I'll be sad. Guys, well, the ketchups are like the most fun part. Maybe we do the catch-ups at the end so people can listen to the content and then choose at the end instead of getting tired of us in the beginning. That's true. That's true, but it's not as fun. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I feel like we should still catch up, though, first, like, at least, in, like, in person, and then, like, we edit it the reverse way. Maybe. Because I feel like it'd be weird if we just started, like, in real life. Yes, know? yes. Yeah, anyways. <laughs> anyways... So if you've been listening to our podcast, we've covered a few of these careers before, but Mm -hmm. we just figured to condense them all into one episode so you don't have to kind of comb through. Uh, So if some of these seem redundant, good for you. You're a tried and true listener. listener. Yeah. We love a true a-hole. And if this is new to you. A true a-hole, yes. (laughs) And if this is new to you, then follow us and we upload every Wednesday. So... Mm-hmm. rate review the pod i think that's what people say rate yes. review. Right? 
Rate and review. Yeah, for sure. Rate I don't even know how to review. Follow. I don't know podcast. either. Well, you can give us five All stars on is... Spotify. I do know that. Yeah. That's do the that. only thing I see, though. I don't see like a <laughs> review this pod. No, I don't think they do that on Spotify. I don't know about Apple Podcasts, but. Oh, maybe that's what people are talking about. I have no clue. Well, that's also a, a YouTube thing when they say that. Rate and review. Oh. Uh, like and subscribe. No. Leave a comment. Yeah, like and subscribe. Yeah, yeah, that's yeah. YouTube. Well, don't do that because we don't have YouTube. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, TBD. No, no. Maybe Fun if you become like super famous, but no. Fun fact: you will never be able to find this. But Elise slash and I, I'll take partial credit, had a YouTube channel when we were abroad, and we uploaded vlogs just to like have the memes, and it's not available to the public anymore but it did exist at one point in time we did have a youtube channel it was i think under <laughs> i have your the one name. study abroad video still yeah Man. it's like study abroad with it's just called i think study abroad 2019 i think mm-hmm. i watched it this morning because i was sad <laughs> well like sad and i wasn't somewhere fun <laughs> yeah true. Not just, like, we, we were sending trip ideas back and forth to, this morning yeah <laughs> to go abroad some of them look really Italy, cool. Some Greece. of them are like kind of crazy expensive. There's one trip literally to Massachusetts and Vermont for fall foliage watching, and it's like three thousand dollars. Yeah, I was, and like, you could do the uh, other trips for less. <laughs> yeah, like, seriously. Okay. Yeah, it's uh through like a travel agency website, and they do like group trips, which I think would be yeah. so fun. I think so too. But we'll see what happens. Then you make friends. Yay, friends! Yay. Yeah. More friends that probably aren't near me. <laughs> valid. You know what? That's valid. Yep. Oops. <sighs> okay. Okay. Well, how about this? How many of these careers that we're about to talk about, Elise, did you know about like when you were graduating? Mm. So we have one. I'm going to say one. Are you counting two. just the black bullets? Um, I'll guess I'll count all of them. So we have got one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten, eleven, twelve, thirteen, fourteen, fifteen, sixteen. So we have sixteen career paths that we're gonna go through. Um, I probably didn't know about like three. I think I knew about eleven, so I didn't know about like five of them. Mm. Yeah. So there's a lot more that you can do with design degree than just like interior design or hdtv-esque things or be a decorator which is really awesome but i don't think it's really covered as frequently like Like you have to dig yeah you have to dig to find out what you could do especially like at least on the internet and even then people we graduated with i'd say we all stuck to like five of these Mm -hmm. out of like would you say 16? Yeah, 16. So. Yes. You know, I do you know, know someone who just switched into a new niche in interior design, which at least in the list is the last one. Oh. And that one it looks really cool. But we'll get into it. I won't spoil it yet. <laughs> Please. <laughs> okay. So first you can do be an interior designer in residential, which we've talked about because that's what Emily does. Yes, yes. From mega mansions to simple homes to tiny homes. Yeah. To anything like that. 
You can do it. Uh, then there's healthcare, which, you know, specializes in emergency rooms, urgent care, hospitals, hospitals doctors' offices, eye doctors, yep. like anything, yeah. anything you need health insurance for, basically. <laughs> That's a good way to put it. Which, uh, you know what's weird, though, is that I've done like a few dentist office, and I guess I didn't really think about it as healthcare. Oh, really? Yeah. Huh. That's They're not as fun. I mean, they just have a lot of equipment. Is it cl- <laughs> is it still classified as a medical space or is it classified it's as... It's still business. Interesting. I don't huh. know. Even though there's like x-ray rooms and like people still get surgery there? Well, no, because that's like a dentist office. You don't necessarily... Uh, I guess surgery. I would think of like a maxofacial whatever, whatever. Like where I got my wisdom teeth taken out. Oh, True. Like, it's a different thing. That's true. Yeah, I guess. Yeah. Because I had my oral surgery somewhere else. Well, part of my oral, mm-hmm. oral surgery somewhere else. Yeah. Do you want me to just keep going? <laughs> Either way. um, Healthcare, we do know one person in, and she loves it. Like, yes. it is her niche. It is her passion. She knew she wanted to do that when she came into interior design as well. Yes. I think. We think. No, I think she said that. You think? Okay. So shout out. She Becca. can verify. She's a listener. She, she will. She's quite screaming in her car. She's like, yes, yes, <laughs> yes. So shout out to Becca. Um, yeah. But yeah, healthcare looks really fun from the outside. It is something that I would personally never do. That would be like the last of the things on my list if I had to rank all of these things. I think I would do healthcare before the last one. Really? In this category, yeah. In this category. Oh, interesting. Okay. Keep going. Oh, sorry. <laughs> the next what? one? I can sorry, keep sorry. going. Then- I'll go. Oh, okay. Let me go. Give me okay. a turn. Okay. The next one's retail. Uh, and retail design covers retail stores, places where you go and buy things. And, uh, that's about it. Retail's oh, I pretty... Just really- you redid healthcare. I already talked about healthcare. Then you redid it. And then you're doing retail. Yes. <laughs> Okay, fine. <laughs> I had more to say than what you said. Okay, okay. <laughs> um, retail's pretty niche where you're doing um display design, you're designing uh store layout, store circulation. It's a lot about I mean all of design is or a lot of design is, but it's a lot about user efficiency and how to make people continue to shop i guess is like the best way to put it it's like what entices listen to our retail episode but it kind of just entices a buyer to come into your store and then yeah continue like if they like their experience yes continuing to shop user experience is huge in retail trying to get people to stay and to buy things and a lot of that beyond it the actual content in the store like the way the store is laid out, the way that the signage is laid out, like all of that is super key in getting someone yeah. to actually buy things. And the products, like I like how most um, outdoorsy stores use the wooden peg walls mm-hmm. because it's very mountain climber kind of esque. Like it targets the right audience, mm-hmm. and then they just put in pegs for different heights and like everything. So it also helps with changing products so yeah 
just kind of keeping everything in mind. Like you really have to know the brand when you get yes. into retail. Yeah. And brand design, yeah, is huge with that. And it's also really fun. Yeah. That's more of a graphic design career, I believe. But if that's something you're interested in, like pursue it because it's so cool. It's so fun. It's true. It's a fine line though between like making it look nice and a nod to the brand versus like the brand threw up in it. Yeah, that's true. It is a like very... my retail design, the first one we did, and that was in SketchUp was not good. <laughs> well, she was I don't not think good. Any of ours were good. I was like, I this is so nice. And I look back and it I'm was... like, I want to throw up. Yeah, <laughs> we had to essentially design a pop-up shop for a actually a graphic design student's brand. I wasn't talking about that one. You weren't. That was in we Revit. Did... I'm talking about the one where like you had to choose an Etsy shop. <gasps> that one was atrocious. That one was awful. That one My was Revit really one bad. for the pop-up was actually good. Okay, mine wasn't. <laughs> <laughs> mine was oh, not anyway anyways honestly though that means that we've grown like if you like every project you did in high college you're lying you're just lying you're full of shit you're full of it <laughs> so don't come at me please oh no uh okay the next one. Oh wait i said no you said i said, said retail. retail okay and then I had more to add on. <laughs> oh, and she had more oh, to add on. And- but when I did it, it was a problem. <laughs> it is a problem. <laughs> uh, the next one's corporate. And that is just different offices and corporate headquarters. There's also um, co-working spaces, yep. which is definitely more popular now that mm-hmm. people work from home originally. But corp- that means also that corporate design is kind of dying because people work from home still. I would mm-hmm. say slash corporate design is getting even better and that uh, business owners are realizing, oh, our offices should really, uh, what's it called? Like enhance productivity, enhance like our workers' lives and not just be mm-hmm. boring. So that is what corporate design is. Mm-hmm. Corporate design is fun because I feel like it's, I, I mean, we talk about this in relation to all of design, but I feel like corporate especially is very, like, puzzle-oriented. It's like you need mm-hmm. to fit this many things and fit this many codes into this space that is this odd shape. Like, what can you And solve? yet it's still creative. Though. Yeah, it is. It's cool. It's Whereas fun. I feel like the most puzzle pc ish areas would be healthcare and education. Yeah. That's just true. because they have to fit so many mm-hmm. things. But you just don't get as much creativity, usually. Mm-hmm. Usually. Usually. Well, and healthcare has so many regulations, too, about, like, how things are supposed to be and where they're supposed mm-hmm. to go. And they have to be in a certain order because when patients come in and they're brought room to room, it has to be, mm-hmm. like, a path. Yeah. So there's and more materials. to it than just this is where I want it to be. Yeah. You were going to talk about materials? Oh, I was just going to say, like, materials, you couldn't have something that necessarily is porous or, like, everything has to be easily cleaned. Yeah, that's true. In healthcare. Like, you can't go all willy-nilly. True, true. The next one is um, commercial in general, which 
involves mixed-use spaces. So if a building has both residential and retail in it or residential mm-hmm. and hospitality or like coffee shop or anything like that, um, then it's considered mixed-use and that would be more generally referred to as a commercial building. Um, mm-hmm. In school and I think a lot of times pretty much everything except residential is kind of bunched into the commercial umbrella. Yeah. So sometimes you'll hear to it referred to in that way as well. But that's really mixed use is kind of the main definition of commercial buildings. Yeah. I'd agree. Mm-hmm. Uh, the next one's education. So schools, preschools, anything that has to do with kind of those assemblies. Mm-hmm. College, uh, university. College, yeah. Um, auditoriums. Mm-hmm. different things like that i did education for my undergraduate thesis and it was so yeah. much fun i actually really enjoyed it but it's again very niche it's very regulated based off of space and classroom size and need of children and what age that the school yeah. is for really determines what needs to be in classrooms, how big classrooms need to be, what needs to be in the school in terms of recreational activities and stuff like that. So there's yeah. a lot that goes into it besides just like putting some desks in some rooms. <laughs> yeah. And accessibility is so different because you have to cater it to a child now. Yeah, that's true. So you have much smaller people generally or smaller hands um yeah but you have know what's you ever crazy gone... what are you gonna talk about bathrooms and how awkward it is like, i when was you're an going adult? to i was i was gonna ask if you'd ever gone back to your elementary school or an elementary school and gone to use the bathrooms and the toilets are this far off the ground <laughs> No, but I will say our middle school did not, was not designed well because the stalls were so short. Like I could literally, like if I had to stand up to, you know, pull my pants up, I could literally just look next to me and be eye contacting like with someone else. Eye contacting? Eye contact. I'm like, that's disgusting. And like, I feel bad because teachers have to go to the bathroom. But teacher, your teachers didn't have a teacher's room? I don't know. They bathroom? sometimes they would just go in because it's like it's the closest one. Mm. So it's like even more. It's like worse because you know who they are because they're right freaking next to you. Yeah. So it's like, oh gosh, but yeah, and yeah, it's just awful. I hated yeah. that. And in middle school, we had more of like a trough sink hand yep. washing situation. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, we had that in my elementary school. My mom's an elementary school teacher, so I go back to her classroom a lot when I'm in Maine, and um. Yeah, the bathrooms are, like, they're short, and the sinks I have to, like, wicked lean over for, and they're the (laughs) ones that are controlled by your feet. Like, you have to press on a lever with your foot to turn it on, so I have to be, like, pressing the lever and squatting. (laughs) (laughs) And all of the counters are so low. Yeah. Like, in the classrooms, the counters are You know what must be so hilarious low. is when, like, they do parent-teacher night and the parents all have to sit in those chairs. Oh, my gosh. And the, like, tall people are eating their knees. Yeah. That'll be a fun experience <laughs> for us Please. when we have kids. That'll be great. Uh, terrifying. Mm. You're up next, girl. Oh, I am? Okay, fine. Hospitality design, which... 
actually, I wanted to go into but did not end up getting there. Uh, hospitality is everything that is hotels, cruise lines, restaurants, coffee shops, um, amusement parks. Yes, like everything parks. that is under the hospitable Umbrella. roof. <laughs> I think the literally pergola. anything Disney has is hospitality. Yes. Which was actually stores, yeah. hotels, amusement. Everything. Yeah. Um, that was actually my my I we'll call it my dream job. My dream job was actually with Disney. I wanted to work in their mm-hmm. hospitality design program. And I'd actually applied to, I don't remember if I've talked about this on the podcast before. I've applied so. to do my senior internship there. And if I'd gotten it, I would have gone to Florida. Mm-hmm. But it COVID happened and they didn't have yeah. interns. I think last winter or spring was the first time they'd had interns back um, in like oh. 20, end of 22 or beginning of 23. I don't remember which, but mm-hmm. I really missed the threshold. So I'm sad. Yeah. It's okay. My sister's roommate is doing the Disney program. Ooh. And apparently it's literally all like drama kids. <laughs> oh no. Either drama or hosp- um, hospitality. hospitality. Mm-hmm. That makes sense. And so I guess there's just always drama and it's kind of crazy. And I was like, okay, dang. I still uh, want to do but... that. It's not stopping me. Because <laughs> I would have been part of the... What the age? Do they have an age like stop? Like, could you apply um, now? I could apply to actually work there. The college program, I think it's with it's either you have to be in college or within two years of graduating college, mm. like a bachelor's degree. So I see. Yeah, girl's too old now. Too old, washed up. <laughs> Sadly, getting wrinkles. Oh, getting no. gray hairs. But basically, uh, hospitality design is anything, like Elise said, you can think of that is inside of Disney, inside of um, amusement parks. Um, cruise lines would be really fun to do, I think, because you're yeah. floating on water. <laughs> we had a professor who left being a professor to do cruise lines. This is true. This is true. So fun stuff. Mm-hmm. A lot of So that is uh, everything, really, that... If you want to become an interior designer, you will likely fall under one of those different categories of types of design that you do, um, or if you are working in some sort of decoration, you also probably fall under one of those categories as well with your specialty. Yep. I would agree. Uh, So the next career path you could do is specifically kitchen and bath designers and this doesn't really fall into any of the categories we talked about because you could do kitchen and baths, but within any of those. Mm-hmm. So that's kind of why it's a separate thing. And if you're a kitchen and bath designer, you specifically do think more custom, like mm-hmm. custom cabinets, custom, like hand picking uh, pull, drawer pulls. Yeah. Is it finishes. soft clothes, light clothes, finishes, countertops? Mm-hmm. Uh, also, I would say like even the equipment, like sinks. Yeah, equipment, lighting, 
Uh, yep. What kind of door style do you have? What color is the cabinetry? Mm. Sourcing all of that and then also being in charge of the rendering, selling the project, and then also installation of the project. Yeah, yeah. Mm -hmm. We and actually know someone who also did that. This is true. Or I does think we know that, a few sorry. people that do that. Yeah. I think so. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And with that, hand-in-hand hand goes cabinet designers and cabinet designers really get into the details of what is the function of the cabinets, how do the cabinets get laid out uh, in adjacency to each other, what variety mm -hmm. of drawers to doors do you need, what kind of storage do you need, and they will actually go in and design the kitchen or the cabinetry specifically to the requirements and they go as far as actually doing construction documents basically for cabinet builders and they mm -hmm. do all of those spec sheets out like we have at work uh i'd call them a sister company that is a cabinet designer and they will actually go out and do they'll design the space do the rendering sell the project and then they'll do spec sheets and construction docs and I remember one project and it got to like 30 or 40 pages on how to install these cabinets and what kind of functions they have for like door function wow. and swing and like all of this stuff. Like it gets really into the nitty gritty, but I think it's so cool. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I really like the drawers where you can like stack your pots and pans. Yeah. Like the big island ones. Yeah. Mm. I would love that. Yeah. I think that'd be fun. Uh, yeah <laughs> we have okay. let's see trade show and pop-up booths so people who work at trade show at um marketplaces uh what's it called design centers people who mm -hmm. i think this also works with um material and product like reps too yeah 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 so people who work more specifically for the material companies for the product companies and they're kind of your contact to the company who you would purchase everything through, who they would give you advice like, okay, I have this type of project, I have this type of client, what would you suggest? And they'll say, oh, I recommend this type of fabric because of XYZ and likely you're going to want to be within this color range or this pile height of rug or whatever it is that they're trying to sell you and they will help you basically create a or curate a look or a design for the client aesthetically yeah yeah mm -hmm. and those also, are also harder because it has to like come up and down pretty easily so true. specifically for like a trade show or again a pop-up booth like mm -hmm. everything has to be assembled pretty easily and i know like what lorenzo does with trade booths he has to think about you know carpets and data outlets in the floor and like how to cover those so people don't trip where to store certain things, like if they want extra product, but it hidden since it's all kind of open. Yeah. So just a lot more to think about. That makes sense. You also have to think about too, how much you're bringing. For example, a lot of product mm. reps, they'll actually go to people's offices. And when they come to the office, they'll come with like huge, massive suitcases <laughs> and they'll come with yeah. books in hand. And I've seen some product reps that are so scattered and like, they bring literally everything and there's some product reps that have come to um, companies that I've worked for and they're so concise because they know 
the designer I worked for and they knew exactly what mm. she would like out of the new collection. So they would only bring what they knew she wanted to see instead of bringing everything. So there's a really big variety there too of knowing your client who is the designers and really being able to sell that, excuse me, sell that product to them. Yeah. So continuing with material product reps, it also has to do with lighting products Mm-hmm. Again, with materials, uh, countertops, people who specifically are experts in those niche fields, I would yeah. say. Like, that's who I went to Dallas with was a light lighting rep for mm-hmm. a lighting company. And I would point to, a li- like, some product, uh, like a pendant, and he would know the price and how many watts and, like, where you could install it. Yeah. Which is crazy that he just kind of knows all of that. I mean... Mm-hmm. So that's why they are yeah. you know, experts in that. And then there's more general too, like Knoll, Miller Knoll has so much just chairs, different types of seating mm-hmm. arrangements. So those are also different reps too. Yes, that's true. This is true. And lighting consultants too, I think are so cool. Have you seen the um, light maps that they do with the color temperature and things like that? No. So there's one lighting consultant that I worked at with at one of my old jobs and you would actually send mm-hmm. them your floor plan and your lighting plan and they would go in and essentially calculate out in the space where you didn't have enough light and they would send you back oh. a map where it went from red to purple on the um like in the rainbow and red was like you had a lot of light to purple where you had like no light so it would mm. show you where you had holes in your design in terms of lighting and i thought it was so cool to be able to That's see so it like helpful. that way like a temperature map almost isn't it yeah because again it's more helpful I feel... because in the code if you look it up it's like 15 foot candles per foot per like square foot i'm like what does that mean yeah, yeah seriously <laughs> that's not helpful <laughs> i think you can do it in revit too oh really i think or is it sketchup Oh, I remember if it's SketchUp, seeing, I really wouldn't know. I remember seeing people doing it with um, the lighting class at Endicott. Oh. When we, they, did, they did that when we were abroad, and we took the lighting class abroad. Oh, yeah. That's right. I but I don't remember pictures. what program it was. Yeah. Hmm. Hmm. We'll have to figure that out. Yeah. Let's see. Moving our way down our list, we get to more things that are up my alley now that I work in construction. But project manager is something that designers can transfer into. And a lot of the interior design knowledge that we have is super handy in project management. And Mm -hmm. it does not necessarily need to be... You don't have to come in with the construction knowledge as much. It's super helpful, but it's something that you pick up as you work in the field and as you are seeing stuff in real life or you're mm-hmm. shadowing coworkers and things like that. Um, project management is a really huge one. And at least the project managers that I see on a day-to-day basis, they have a very construction-oriented mind where I think there is a gap that design oriented minds could really help 
Because mm-hmm. in the way that we walk into a space and we reorganize it and we see exactly what the space could be and the lighting could be and all of this stuff, they walk into a space and they see exactly what's inside the walls and all of the interior construction. Like they have very similar mm. minds, but yeah. they're wired to see different things than we see, which is kind yeah. of cool. But we could definitely, I think if we wired the two brains together, Mm-hmm. Magic would happen. Yeah, my coworker's having trouble with the project manager right now because he created this whole building and it's like perfectly symmetrical. Blah blah blah. He sent it out to the guy and he rearranged things based on like the construction. Mind you, though, yeah. it's a whole new building, so it hasn't been built yet. And my coworker was like, "Why did you do this?" And he was like, "Granted, like a few of these things could change, but..." After that, you mirror it. Like, there was a reason that everything was symmetrical and for different tenants because the building's going to be split up into a bunch of different tenants. So there was a rhyme or reason. So, yeah, just, like, the disconnect. Mm -hmm. It's important. That and just communicating, like, certain choices. This is true. This is true. Uh, The next one you should talk about, considering that's your job. It's my job. I do it, but I don't like. It's not my yes. Uh, rendering specialist, um, which mm-hmm. is creating digital renderings, three D models, helping clients visually see what they are asking for before it is actually built. Super important. Mm-hmm. Very key to the design world, both in construction and in interior design, architecture, different things like that. I was told in school that in order to become a renderer, I would have to work for 10 years before I'd have enough experience to be able to choose to work in a specific niche. Mm. And I would like to tell you all that this is not true and you can start in rendering because that's what I did. And Mm. you don't need to wait to have experience. Just go for it because it's so much fun. It is so much fun. That is like what I hate though about different jobs when they're they require a certain amount of time. Yeah. Which I get to just instantly maybe weed out people, but you never know. This is true. This is true. So the next one is exhibit design. So there's museums. Obviously there's different installations that come mm-hmm. in and out of different museums. There's also installations in random buildings that aren't actually usually museums that can this go is into. True. Uh, it's, mm-hmm. it's different than like what you're not curating anything that's different, but just mm-hmm. designing kind of how they walk through the space and take in the mm-hmm. art or whatever. Yeah. You are like, displaying. yeah, like art museums, think science museums where you have all of the historical artifacts or you have mm. the dinosaur bones. Like how do people walk through that experience? And like, you can actually create and lay out what that looks like or, how people mm-hmm. will experience, say, like at a high school and you're walking down the hallways and you see all of these like athletic awards or these um, like drama performance awards or science. Like trophy displays. Yeah, trophy, yeah, like trophy displays. Like that is someone's job. I know a lot of high schools don't necessarily take advantage of that. But as an example, maybe college is a better example. That is all designed and laid out by someone in order for you to be able to process and read it in a specific way. Yeah, I would say college is a better example. And uh, 
like hall of fames for yes certain sports that's true like that is cool because they have certain banners they definitely want you to walk through the space in a specific way mm-hmm. to really get the history of it all like with the college how long have they been there who are their major players they have banners on the walls trophies everywhere like their best years records held and all that stuff so yeah exactly exactly like how to have the most impact on the visitors mm-hmm. essentially yes 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 which is really fun. Different. Really fun. Yeah. Um, design management is similar to project management, but it would be like if you worked at an interior design firm and you were given a project to essentially oversee. So like you would have an interior designer on your team who is doing everything and then you would be the contact between them and the project manager or the people that you're ordering stuff from or whomever else is participating in the project, maybe the architect or, excuse me, lighting design, something like that. So like you would be in charge of all of these different people and making sure that things are happening, things are being delivered on time. And it's more design centered than necessarily construction centered, like project management is, but design Mm -hmm. management is more internal at a interior design firm. Hmm. Yeah. Uh, the next one, I'm going to skip to staging. Yes. And real estate, photography, etc. So staging a home or just a space in general for uh, marketing purposes, just for general purposes, even marketing for your own company. Like if you're at an architecture firm or a construction firm company mm-hmm. and just stuff like that, real estate, we've talked or I've talked about that in other episodes uh photography of the staging if you don't want to be the person who stages it you could do that too i know my team lead has specific photographers and videographers who um take photos of her open homes that are going to be like listed by her Mm -hmm. so she stages it actually but then she hires someone to take all the photos to put up online like those are the photos you'll see on zillow Mm -hmm. and i think it definitely makes a difference because i've seen photo photographs that like definitely agents definitely took with their own phones yeah and the home looks so much worse than if you just spent the money to get it professionally uh photographed true this is true they know what they're doing specifically with lighting (laughs) Mm -hmm. stagers too i've worked with a staging company at my old design job and it was actually it was when we were done building and furnishing the house and then we had the stager come in and just stage the small details for photography for our own purposes Mm. so like they came in and did all the floral arrangements they did all of the place settings and the artwork on the walls and they did all of the like just little things that make pictures for interior design websites just look like that much more elevated and Mm -hmm. that's another thing that you can do too i know that the designer we worked with she specifically and only did staging for interior design companies looking to take pictures for like websites and things like that so Mm. that's also a niche you can do within staging as well yeah the last one this last elusive one that we keep referring to but not saying is set design (laughs) like Movie sets, um, musicals, performances, all of the sets that are built and created for those is designed by someone who likely has an interior designer artistic background. And 
I do know someone who actually just went into set design. I think she's in, she's working on a TV show, which I can't remember the name mm. of, but it's one of the popular, um, like cop or hospital <laughs> dramas. But yeah, she does all yeah. of the stage. She does all of the um, set design for that, and like the staging, and like where should the hospital beds be, or like mm. what kind of cars, or like things should be at the site to make sure that it is realistic and that it is full and looks like it's supposed to yeah. if it was realistic. Um, that's another thing that you can do with an interior design background. I think that would be so much fun. That would be fun. But there is like set design majors within theater. This is true. So, but if you just heard about set design and you're already interior designer, you can Go do it. it. <laughs> yeah, do it. But do I would say, it. like, for TV shows and different, like, theater, whatever, anything like that, you have to do research into, like, what would, what would that's go true. into that space. Yeah, that's true. This like, is true. I don't know. Like, especially if it's a time period piece. I wouldn't know, you know? <laughs> I wonder if they're also the people who, like, have to get the things. That would be so fun. Like, curating the spaces. Yeah, that'd be cool. Because I also imagine that's a pretty... I would like to think that's a larger team and they're tag teaming and saying, like, you go go (laughs) find this, you go find this kind of thing. Like, you do all of the florals, like, you do all of the lighting, you do all the curtains. Like, I'd imagine it's a larger team. If it's not, that sounds awful. Yeah. So if anyone knows, let us know. (laughs) Mm-hmm. because we're intri- intrigued not necessarily interested but intrigued <laughs> we are interested and intrigued not in per- getting a job but in <laughs> yeah. more of what it's like what the day-to-day is um the workload yeah. and stuff like that sounds so much fun that sounds yeah fun yes i wonder can if you we could find someone who does it and do an interview or something i could see where i could see what kind of job my friend's doing I haven't talked to yeah. her in a few years, but I could see what she's up to. Specific, yeah. Mm, mm. Interesting. Interesting. So that is our episode all about different career paths in interior design, like within the realm or what you're, what this, frick, words are hard, what this <laughs> general umbrella could like encompass for you. Yes, yes. And we hope you enjoy. Tune in next Wednesday for a new episode. Follow us on Instagram at a whole design podcast. And then our TikTok is a whole design pod. Both are super fun. Pop in, <laughs> pop in and lock in. <laughs> and that is where we ask you guys like what you guys want to listen to, uh, just your opinions on different things and stuff like that. It's definitely just more interactive than TikTok is, but TikTok is more fun, I will say. So they're both good in their own niches. So follow us on both. Again, new episodes out every Wednesday and we love you a-holes and we'll see you next week. Bye. Bye.